Welcome to the Shalhaba Community Church Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by the following message. Um, I'm about to share um, just the third part of our series, Attracting Abundance, and it really leads into um, what I felt God was encouraging a number of people um, in the service this morning about taking the next step, crossing the line, uh, potentially that's holding you back from that next step of faith that God has for you. And I was reminded of Moses in the Old Testament, how Moses was a line crosser. Um, He had to overcome fear, intimidation, a whole stack of life circumstances that really, uh, in his moment, really spoke to him about, you know, uh, are you going to take that step of faith and serve God and and overcome your fear? Or are you going to continue to live under the fears that are holding you back from fulfilling the plan that God has? And I feel this morning that there's a number of people in the building that you know, we've, we've all got choices for 2019. We can, we can just go through the motion of, of, of our lives and get to the end of 2019 and maybe be the same. Or maybe there are many people here that God's really nudging and encouraging you to take that next step of faith. I don't know what that looks like, but you do before God. And I really feel this morning that he's wanting to challenge us about overcoming the obstacles of life, the, the fears, the intimidation, all the stuff that, 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 that can hold us back from taking the next step of faith or being a line crosser because that's what Moses was he was a line crosser amen and there are people in this place this morning that God's calling to be line crossers as well so before God this morning you know what is it that's holding you back Um, we're going to be sharing about having a heart to serve and um, I believe that that's one of the greatest keys to being a line crosser Um, uh, understanding the power of having a heart to serve others in whatever capacity it may be Rather it be small or large or whatnot, there's something so powerful when we cross the line and say, God, yeah, I'm willing to serve you in that area that you're calling me to. So this morning, you know, you're not smiling at me. Why not? Give me a big... Oh, there we go. Georgia, isn't it? Georgie, not too far. <laughs> One day, there's still hope. <laughs> but what is it this morning? Amen? So we've been, we started a series a couple of weeks ago um, called Attracting abundance positioning ourselves it's a series about applying principles from the word of god that will position us to receive more of the presence and the favor of god in and around our lives and we've been asking the question who doesn't want more of god's presence in their lives can't see one hand raised this morning there you go we all want more of god but i'm finding that as we as we grow in faith we have to understand that there are certain principles in the word of god that we need to apply to our lives we we just don't wake up and go well god's going to bless me just because i'm good looking and i am i know when i look in the mirror in the mornings i remind myself how good looking i am but i know that god's blessing and more of his presence isn't going to come into my life and into my family because of my good looks alone There's a number of principles that we need to apply to our lives. And the first week we looked at, uh, we are blessed when we cultivate a heart of generosity. That was the first thing that God wants us to develop a generous heart. And we saw in Acts chapter 20, verse 35, Jesus' words, it says, it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. And that's the first principle that we looked at, that God wants us to develop hearts of generosity, amen. And we saw in that 
time in that message that there were two mindsets when it comes to our possessions and the things that God's entrusted us with. One's the bag mindset. What's in the bag is all I have and I can't be generous because that's all I've got in the bag. And the other was the basket mindset. Um, God has trusted me with, with this and I've got more than enough. I'm not able to give out of that bag. It was a generous mindset. That's the first principle we looked at in attracting more of God's presence. We looked at developing a heart of generosity. Now, last Sunday morning, we looked at another principle out of the Word of God, and we saw that when we give our first and our best, God will bless the rest. We looked at the blessed test where God says, in the only place in, in, the, in the entire Bible, in Malachi chapter 3, that we were to test Him in this area. And last Sunday morning, we talked about the principle of tithing and giving. And you know, I would have thought I would have scared people away, but there's more people here again because many, many people get it. Amen. Even though you do the maths, it still doesn't add up when you tithe. God blesses the 90. Amen. So we looked at the second principle to attracting more of God's presence in our lives and in our families, and that's by the principle of giving God our first and our best. Amen. Hello? Hello out there. Bringing our first and our best to God. Amen. That's what we learned last Sunday morning. It's such a huge principle. When we honor God with our first and with our best, God blesses the rest. Amen. In fact, we told people last week, we challenged people to take the blessed test. Tithe for three months and see how it works. If your life doesn't change, we said we'd give you a refund. I'm not quite sure how we worked that out, Wendy, but if people come to me and say, well, I'm going to take you up on your test, then I'll direct them to Wendy, because we are dead set serious about the fact that it says in Malachi, as we tithe and we bring our, our tithe to God, that God opens up the windows of heaven and pours out such a blessing. So, so true. Amen? So let's see. So this morning we want to talk about having a heart for serving. And I want you to open your Bibles this morning to uh, John chapter 13. We're going to be reading a few verses of Scripture out of that today. I want to read a couple of Scriptures to you. All of us know that during this timing in the book of John, um, John chapter 13, it was a significant time. Uh, there are some things that are getting ready to happen in this um, few texts and after that we see that the world's totally changed amen because of what takes place in the preceding chapters in fact all of our lives that are here this morning our lives have been changed because of what Jesus has done for us amen come on aren't you glad this morning about what Jesus has done for you holla come on come on come on father we thank you Jesus we praise you we give you all the thanks and the honor today hallelujah if it was not for Jesus, where would our lives be? I would have been a cranky police officer somewhere in New South Wales or wherever. Not the police officers are cranky. They're wonderful people. Amen. But I probably would have been very cranky. So we want to read some thoughts uh, this morning again. And the, and the principle is about having a heart to serve. Such a powerful, powerful thought. So I want, to, I want us to pick it up from John chapter 13, verse 1. I'll read it to you. It'll be on the screen as well, but more preferred the opening your Bible and reading from there. It says this. Now, before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour uh, had come, that he should depart from this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. And supper being ended, the devil having already put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going to God, rose from supper, laid aside his garments, 
took a towel and girded himself. After that, he poured water into the basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and wipe them with a towel in which he was girded. Then he came to Simon Peter and said to him, Lord, are you washing my feet? Jesus answered and said to him, What I am doing to you uh, do not understand now, but you will know after this. Peter said to him, You shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered and said to him, If I do not wash your feet, you have no part in me. Wow. Peter said to him, You shall never wash my feet. You can't do that. Jesus, I'm not going to allow you to do that. But as we read on, we're going to see that Peter changes his tune a little bit. Verse 9 says, Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, He was bathed and he's only to be washed with his feet, but is completely clean, and you are clean, but not all of you. For he knew who would betray him, therefore he said, You are not all clean. I love that thought there. Peter changes his tune very, very rapidly. But we want to read on because the Bible says that when he'd finished washing his feet, listen to what takes place in verse 12 through to 16. So when he had washed their feet, taken his garment and sat down again, he said to them, Do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord. And you say, well, for so I am. If then your Lord and your teacher have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. Wow. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done. Most assuredly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is he great who, excuse me, nor is he who is sent greater than he who sent him. Wow. We've preached on this probably many times um, over the years, and it just still does my head in. When you look at this picture here, some of the last communique that Jesus is wanting to bring to his disciples is not about having greater faith and what it means to raise the dead or how to be a great preacher. One of the last pictures that Jesus wants to impregnate into the minds of the disciples is what it means to truly serve one another. Amen? Jesus wants us to have a heart to serve. I'm going to touch a couple of thoughts out of this text this morning. He wants us to understand the power of serving. In fact, he shared such an amazing picture there, the, the washing of the disciples' feet. We'll talk about what a lowly job that is very shortly. But the question to all of us this morning is, how are we serving one another? In what ways are we serving one another? Jesus, King of kings, Lords, Lord of lords, um, um, the Word of God incarnate, Son of man, Son of God, and here he is on his knees washing the, the, the feet of his disciples. Powerful picture. But I believe that Jesus is wanting to get this, this principle, this message through to us by showing us in this text here in John chapter 13 in some of the last teachings that he was bringing to the disciples about how important it is that we have a heart to serve. Amen. How important it is that we have a heart to love one another and to serve one another. The most profound picture, him being on his knees washing the feet. I look at Steve this morning, he's got thongs on. 
and I just go, man, could I wash them? If, if the Lord put it on my heart, yep, yeah, for sure. But it's not, a, it's not a normal thing that we do, is it? But it was such a humbling thing that Jesus was willing to do to show us the power of serving one another. So this morning, how and where are you serving, amen? Are you developing a heart to serve? A heart to serve others. I love this verse, the most amazing verse here, because we see that Jesus gives us the example of what it means to serve. And, you know, if I'm your master, then you see what I've done. You need to do it as well. But listen, I love this most amazing verse here in verse 17, because this is the key to this whole text here. You ready for it? It says in verse 17, Now that you know these things, you will be blessed. You will be blessed if you do these things. So Jesus right here immediately is separating the difference between knowing something and doing something. The difference between just knowledge and having an application, amen. You got it? James says, you know, don't be hearers of the word, but be what? Doers of the word. Jesus said, if you hear these words of mine and you do them, you will be blessed, amen. And in this text here, we see that Jesus is trying to underscore the importance of not just hearing what we're hearing this morning, going, yes, we, we agree out of the word of God that, that, that you know, yes, if we do these things, if we, we, we truly serve one another and love one another, we will be blessed. But we've got to take it from just hearing the word of God to looking at how do we apply it in 2019. What does that look for us? Coming to church is great. Don't stop doing that. I love walking, look, walking, looking across the auditorium. I see the the uh, the Daniels family over there, beautiful people. The Massey family. I, I just um, um, John and 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 I knew that. John and Jill. I see the Pepper family. I mean, I just look across all beautiful people, and you know, it's so important that we bring our families to church on a Sunday so so important we do that but my question is for 2019 where and how are you going to serve who is it that you're going to serve amen because jesus said you will be blessed if you do these things you got it he said it's great that you know these things that you're aware of this example you're aware of this heart to serve but it's going to be it's going to totally change it's going to lead you down another whole path when you start to do these things and the path that is going to lead you down a path of blessing is the path of servanthood amen servanthood hallelujah you know i love john chapter 13 because it's a constant reminder to me about what it's all about it's not about our titles it's not about our accolades we receive. It's not about how much of the Bible that we know. You could know all of the Scripture in the world and still not know the power of serving. Amen. How much we know of the Bible. But the key to attracting more of God's presence is found through serving. You know, I love our church. It's such a wonderful congregation full of people that want to serve and you know i believe that god's encouraging many of us that may not have crossed that line yet of saying yep i'm going to use the gifts and the talents that god has entrusted to me and i'm going to lay them down at the at the at the altar and say god what way are you wanting me to use the talents that i have amen hallelujah but this morning there are a couple of things out of this text that i just want to bring to you this morning couple of things that we noticed about this text here about the amazing son of god the lamb of god who takes away the sin of the world god john called him that but two things that we see here 
The first thing that I want to point out to you about Jesus, number one, is that Jesus got up from the table. First thought, Jesus got up from the table. John said that the first thing he did is he got up from the table. You know that speaks of to have a heart? You've got to be willing to get involved. Jesus got involved. He got up from the table. He didn't sit back. He got up. Amen. And many of us today... It's, you know, I'm learning it's, it's okay to sit at the table. And here we are this morning. We're, we're sort of sitting at the table and we're enjoying, hopefully, the Word of God. And I love the worship this morning, how blessed we are. Uh, amen. But here we are, we're sitting at the table and we're enjoying the Word of God. But there's got to be some time when we get up from the table, amen, and begin to serve. Hallelujah. Better hurry up. I said we'd be finished at 10 too. Yeah, we're still on track. You know, we, we, there's times where we've got to get up. I remember back at the end of 2015, uh, there was a, 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 a cyclone in the nation that we love, Vanuatu. It was the end of 2015. It was the most catastrophic cyclone that hit the nation. I mean, it wiped out uh, one of the southern provinces, Tanner, Tanner Island, absolutely decimated. I went there um, uh, before the cyclone. It was green and lush when we went back there a few weeks after the cyclone. It was like someone had got a huge vacuum cleaner and vacuumed up all the green foliage and all was left it was just dry. And we were like, what do we do? You know, we, 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 we can either sit at the table and go, oh, well, other people will make the difference and we'll just wait. We could just sit at the table and go, well, well, God, we'll just pray for them. Well, that's good, but too many Christians use that cliche to escape for the fact that God's calling us to get up and do something, amen. So we didn't know what to do, but we thought one thing that we can do is send aid, amen. So what do we do? We got up from the table and we started to rally Shell Harbor City, amen. Not just the church and churches, but we started to get the word out there right across the city about what had taken place. We didn't sit at the table. We got up as a church and we started to encourage people that there are uh, our brothers and sisters that are only three hours away that are suffering right now. We can make a difference. You know, we, we thought about sending a 20-foot shipping container over there. And then I remember there were weekly events where people would, would get up from the table and take a half day off or a full day off and drive to Sydney and pick up iron sheeting or copper as they call it over there. They don't call it colour bond, it's called copper. Everything's copper. It's not copper at all, is it? No. But people would get up from the table and go and do what they do. I remember we ended up with not a 20-foot shipping container, but a 40-foot shipping container. I remember so many men and women that would come in during the week and hour after hour grind and cut and prepare 11-ton of roofing iron that was sent over there, amen. I'm not saying that. Listen this morning. I'm not saying that to say, well, we're just legends. We're the shipping container legends. Wow. Woo-hoo. What I'm saying is this this morning. When you get up from the table, God moves. When you step up from the table and start to take that step across the line, God moves on your behalf. Amen. Something so powerful happens when you stand up and get up from the table. Hallelujah. Are you sitting this morning? Oh, yes, you are. Are you sitting at the table this morning? Or is there an area that God's calling you to get up? Amen. There's a time to sit at the table and talk about it. There's a time to sit at the table and think about it. But there's a time to get up from the table and get involved with the hurting and get involved with those that are going through things. Amen. You know, this year in July, we're sending teams to Vanuatu. Why not get up from the table and serve the least and the lost? My life's too busy. Oh, so what? We're all busy. 
I don't want to use my holiday time for that. That's the best use of your holiday time you could probably find. Amen? Rather than stay seated, Jesus often calls us to get up from the table. And as I said before, are you sitting or are you getting up from the table? So the first thought out of John chapter 13 is Jesus stood up. Second thing, we'll just about finish. Anyone receiving anything from the Word of God this morning? I'm just looking around going, hmm. Good water. Second thing that we notice that Jesus did here, he stood up and then he stooped down. The Bible says that he took a towel, he wrapped it around himself and then he stooped down. He got low. You know what that speaks of? That speaks of humility. Jesus humbled himself. That's the lesson that he gives us to have a heart to serve. We've got to be willing to get involved and to stoop down to serve. Amen. Oh, I, I could never serve on the hosting team. They just hand out communion on a Sunday. Hello? What? want to attract more of God's abundance get a heart to serve amen so we got down he started to wash the disciples feet but we've got to get the context of the story washing of people's feet was traditionally something that was done before people would eat together right you got to have clean feet before you eat hallelujah so you've got to have clean feet before you eat. Well, this was a job that was kept for the lowliest of servants. It wasn't a high-end service job. It was dirty and lowly. In other words, in the house, there would be a servant there, and normally he would get the job of washing the people's feet before they ate. And that person that got the job was the lowliest of all of the servants in the house. And Jesus did that? Peter was like, you can't wash my feet, Lord, because he knew how humbling this would have been for Jesus. His Lord and Master was willing to stoop down and serve him in one of the lowliest positions. What's interesting about the story here is that every disciple walked past the basin and towel. Obviously, in their minds, they were above this role. They were too important, and this was too insignificant. They all walked past the bowl. It was only Jesus that went and picked up the bowl and the towel and started to wash the disciples' feet. I wonder how many Christians are missing the opportunities to change the lives of others because they are not willing to stand up and to stoop down. Hallelujah. But listen to the example of Jesus that we find as I conclude this morning. Well, Wrapping up now. In Philippians chapter 2, you listen to it this morning. It says, let this mind be in you. In other words, we always need to think this way, right? Let this mind be in you, which was also in who? Christ Jesus. So he's saying, let the same mind that was in Christ Jesus be in you. That's awesome. Who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, 
but made himself of no reputation, taking on the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Let the same mind that's in Christ Jesus be in you. Made himself of no reputation, not the big shot, not the I'm too good for that, but taking on the form of a bondservant. A bondservant, one who's subservient to and entirely at the disposal of his master, a slave. Jesus took on the heart of a bondservant to serve us. You know, the Bible says today he's still in heaven serving us, praying, interceding on our behalves. <laughs> Isn't he amazing? He's up there right now, still serving us. He hasn't gone on a, uh, a, 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 an eternity holiday. You got it? It's not like I'm checking out now, I've done my thing. No, he's still up there today serving. So he's down here, he served us, he took on the role of a bond servant. He's still up there. <laughs> I like your hair, little man. You got hair envy, ask your dad about that. <laughs> but he's still up there today serving us, amen. And he wants us to have a heart to serve as well. Bible says the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. Hallelujah. If I could just have Lisa up here, that would be great. Thank you, Lisa. I want to ask you a simple question this morning. It's not a hard one, just a simple question. You ready for it this morning? The question is this. How is your heart to serve? Is it beating for the cause of Christ? That's the one question about the whole thought in John chapter 13. How is our heart to serve? Is it beating for others? Are you getting up from the table and are you willing to stoop down? Not just attend church. That's great. You know, um, book of Hebrews chapter 12, chapter 4 verse 12. Correct me if I'm wrong but it encourages Christian people, um, people with faith, to continue in the habit of coming together in the house of God, not neglecting the habit as is the manner of some. So first thing, it's so important that you bring your family to church every Sunday. Encourage others to, you come to this place, and you know, you, you just get washed in the presence of God. Your mind gets renewed, amen. I'm preaching one message, but the Holy Spirit has given you a totally other one, Amen. That's how God works, amen. And we walk out of this place and we're refreshed and renewed. So it's so important. But the second thing, how are you serving another? How are you serving others? Amen. And this year, you know, it'll come and it'll go so quickly. <laughs> it's just crazy how fast the years come and the years go. But the greatest joy that we can have and the way that we attract more of God's presence is by and through serving God wants us to have a heart of generosity God wants us to honor him with our first and with our best God wants us to understand the power of having a heart to serve amen let's just bow our heads as we close this morning heavenly father thank you thank you for the words of truth thank you this morning lord Thank you for the example that Jesus, your son, has set us in John chapter 13. Thank you for what he said to us through that. Thank you for the example that he's shown us there, Lord. 
God, we are so thankful to you. But as we just wait in this place this morning, Lord, speak to us. There's no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus, but Lord, we know that there are many of us, God, that you're calling us to step up and to stoop down. Say, God, I'm going to use that gift for your kingdom and for your glory. Amen? You know, if God's spoken to your heart in any way this morning and you're wondering, well, what is that next step? Can I encourage you? We have these cards. They're called the next step, serving and being a part of connect groups in the life of our church. There's a whole list of areas where you could serve if you choose to. And I'm so encouraged this morning about that, just that little thought in the worship about being a line crosser, taking that step. Maybe God's speaking to you about taking that step, grabbing one of these cards, filling it out, and saying, God, I'm open before you for you to take me to that next place. Amen? So we're going to finish there this morning. Can I encourage us? Let's go and use the courtyard area. There's some great coffee out there. There's some great tea out there. In a couple of weeks' time, we're going to have some barista coffee on sale. It will be the best coffee in the whole of um, Australia. I was going to say Illawarra, but I don't think I will, Ollie. It's bigger than that. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) But do encourage you. Go out there and have some fellowship. Don't forget tonight's service as well. It's going to be awesome. Uh, Why don't we stand to our feet as we conclude today? Amen. Let's give him a round of applause. Jesus, we thank you. We praise you this morning for all that you've shown us, all that you're speaking to us. And everybody said amen. God bless you. Have the most amazing afternoon. See you tonight.